Welcome to the Network Yourself to Success podcast. My name is Jörn Niemann. In this podcast, we dive deep into how to grow, nurture, and scale your professional network. Whether you're a junior looking for that first opportunity or a seasoned pro looking to boost your career or an entrepreneur, you need a community behind you to succeed. You need to network yourself to success. So welcome to Network Yourself to Success podcast. I'm here today with Paz Kagan. How are you, Paz? That, that was a really good pronunciation. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Well, I'll practice a little bit before. So, um, so just a short introduction. Uh, Paz is a Generation Z entrepreneur. And he's the content creator specialist and the creator of the YouTube channel, Chayvim Nedeberze which is focusing on enabling the younger generations of Israel access to knowledge of the field of high-tech innovation and the future of work and also social rights. Um, it's one of the very, very popular YouTube channels in, in Israel. It has more than 100,000 views and counting. And Paz, he's doing his, his, uh, his work and, and within collaboration, collaboration with the Ministry of Social Equality and the Council for Higher Education. And um, all this in the age of 22. Yeah. <laughs> so tell your story. How did you, in the age of 22, become a, such an, inf an influencer? And so I think I always had a desire for being on camera and talking and being like, and delivering a message. And at the age of 18, I got a really cool chance uh, to start managing social media, social media for a friend of my parents that they had like a jewelry company and they were like, we need someone to handle our Instagram and to handle our Facebook. So I just said, yeah, sure, I can do that. And that was my first interaction with social media. And I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the making of the posts and like writing and, and you know, making content. So I did that. And through the years, I worked with like several companies. And a year ago, I had like an epiphany that I want to do something on my own. I want to use the skills that I've learned and that I've used for other companies and other people to deliver my own message and to say something that I care about. And I know that I always had another big desire that it was like technology and the future of work. And I wanted to, to make it like accessible because I never had people that would make it accessible for me. I always had to hear like older people talk about technology and how to use like, you know, AI and stuff and how to like get into the high tech industry. I had no idea how to do that. And I always felt that people that talked to me like talked from above and I wanted to just say it like straightforward. So I was like, if nobody's gonna talk about it, I'm just gonna talk about it. And my channel is like, we have to talk about it. That's the name of the channel. Uh, in translation and yeah and it just started growing and growing and I found a lot of young people that really really care about those things and they're really interested in the same things that I were and it was like you know fire just like caught on fire and and then yeah it went big really really fast. Tell us a little bit about when you started the channel um how did you get your first guest for the channel? Oh, wow. That was, uh, <laughs> that's a big story. I sent like, I think 50 LinkedIn messages and I was not big on LinkedIn. I had like, I know 200 connections at most. And I just sent to like 
to a lot, a lot, a lot of people that I uh, admire and people that I think that, you know, they caught my eye or they wrote something interesting and I send a lot of messages. And actually I got two replies. One, it didn't work out, but the other one, it did. And it was my first guest. And I think these people saw what I did on my own. Like the first few videos, I didn't just me talking to the camera and they liked the idea and liked the, the message. And they were willing to, to like, you know, dedicate the, their time and come and talk on the channel. Yeah. So I really owe a lot, of, a lot of respect to my first guest. He's great. <laughs> His name is Jonathan. So, how, but, but the, so this is someone you had no connection to before. It was not a friend of a friend. It was, you said, one of those, one out of 50 who actually got back to you. Yeah. Actually, the really interesting thing is, he was a friend of a friend, but we didn't know that. Uh -huh. Like, I talked to him, and then the, we were like, oh, you know that? And he was like, yeah. Um, it was really nice. Uh, you know, at the end, when we realized that we have a lot of mutual connections, and we worked with the same people, so it was really, yeah, it was nice. It was easier. But, yeah, the first connection was <laughs> was pretty tough. <laughs> So, so, so that, I mean, that's funny today because today people are, you know, contacting you to get on your show and get, you know, and get, and hire you as a speaker and hire you for things. But, but, you know, back, how long ago was it again? I think it was like eight months ago. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So things move fast. Um, so, so the, the first connect, the first, to get the first person on your channel was a little of a struggle. And how did you then get the next ones and the next ones? How did you, um, how did you grow it, grow? Yeah, I think it was just like a friend of a friend of a friend. And the second guest that I, that I interviewed, her name is Hila, uh, Hila Bakshi. She's also a really big influencer on social network. And she has a, like a community in Israel that's called Hamita Pistia that is coming to... Um, endorse women in technology and in the high tech industry. And I really, really liked her message. And I think she really related to what I wanted to do because she did the exact same thing with women. So after I talked to her, I just sent her a message on um, Facebook. And after we did that, so we did a video and it was really, really good. And she's also a really, really, really big uh, influencer. And once I did the video with her, a lot of a lot of people just saw it, and yeah, just started contacting me. Cool. So, um, so things kind of like uh, you, you caught the wave at one point. Um, so, and we talked about this uh, uh, last time. Is more um, personal branding. The whole issue about personal branding, how you how that works, how that's working for career. Why is it important to build a personal brand to advance your career? I think today it's really hard not to have a personal brand. Like if you don't have a personal brand, you're basically losing without even starting the race. Like, you know, at the end, when you go to a new job, when you want to do a new project, when you want to reach people and just talk to them and get information, or you want to, to, I don't know, to find new ways to develop yourself, having a personal brand is super important. Because people are going to look at your social media and see who you are. It's, it's basically nature. You know, when someone new approaches you and you don't know them, the first thing you want to do is find out more information about them. And the more information that you put out there that is what you want to say about yourself 
and you want other people to look at, I think it, it gives you an advantage. How would you create a personal brand? So I think, first of all, you need to ask yourself who you are. What do you stand for? You know, talking about like strategies and how to do that and what to post. Yeah, I, I can give you the whole like manual on how to do that. But it's not going to work if you're not going to be cohesive, if you're not going to know what's your message, if you're not going to know what you're good at and where you want to go. You know, if you want to find a new job in the high tech industry, you need to have a specific maybe branding for that. And if you're just a student and you want to develop yourself and you want to find new connections, you want to reach to new people, maybe that's your story. You need to understand what's your values and what you want to put out there. And once you do that, you start like going to other influencers that you like, that you think that they're talking your maybe language, that you like what they do, that you want to reach the same places as, as they, and taking inspiration. And after you have a lot of inspiration and you have a lot of clarity about what you want to say, you just start, you know, experimenting. I think that's the biggest thing. Just experiment, make content, make a video, make, I don't know, write an article, just repost something, start, you know, approaching people. Once you like put the time towards working on your social presence, it's just going to start working for you. And it's like a game. You go one step forward and two steps back. And in the end, you understand where you want to go. See, but a personal brand can, in, in many ways, it, it can change a little bit over time, right? Because you, you also change, like people change. And right now you're junior looking for a job. Later on, you'll be someone worked. So you know that it, it's set in stone in that way, right? You can, you evolve and your personal brand evolve. But in your opinion, so personal brand is all about, you know, what you are right now and discussing it, right? And putting it out there, um, whatever you have on your mind, right? I think, first of all, it's being really authentic. If you're a student and you're looking for your first job, it's not really relevant that you would post content like you're an expert at something because you're not. You don't wanna be fake. You wanna show people your specific path. But I wanna go back to what you said. People develop, develop and change and grow, but values, the things that, you know, move you, if you're like the things that you really, really like about yourself and, or, and you think that you should put out there is like the fact that you're always learning, the fact that you have great human connections and the fact that you, I don't know, you keep exploring and you're very enthusiastic and you know how to talk to the camera. Those things are not going to change because they're part of who you are. And, you know, circumstances may change. But who you are in those circumstances mostly say that stay the same. So, so just following that line of thought, if you're, if I'm a junior um, and I'm studying, so just sharing that experience that I'm now studying and I'm learning and I'm interviewing. Like, I, you could make a YouTube channel of me. You know, I'm studying, um, taking a degree in computer science or marketing, and now I'm going to interview and go interview people that I look up to and, and ask them questions and learn in the process. So that's basically, you're not an expert, but you are defining yourself as someone who is, has an interest and passion for, 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 for this field, right? That's creating a personal brand also? Yeah, that's also a part, that's one strategy towards making a personal brand. I think the other thing that you want to think about in personal branding is first of all, who you are and second of all, like what's the value that other people are going to get from your content? Because if you're just like, you know, 
there was a really big trend back in the day, like two, three, four years ago, vlogging. That people just vlogged their life. Oh, I'm with my dog. Oh, I'm just woke up. I, you know, it and it died very fast because because there was no value in it. You know, it was nice to see the lives of other people for one video, but people did not watch it like one more and one more and one and one more. Um, so I think once you do want to make content, think about what the other people would want to hear from you. Because, for example, in my personal personal brand, um, what I did, like I thought about the younger generation of people that always looked for content in the, you know, in the innovation field, in the high-tech field, that they were on a, on a really, really big crossroad in their life when, where they were needed to choose between, you know, finding a job, learning a degree in university, you know, I don't know, they had a lot of things. And I was, and I was like, I'm going to make content for you because I know that there was what I needed and I'm going to make something that is going to be valuable for you and going to give you, you know, skills. Yeah. You use YouTube as a platform. What other, what other channels or what other platforms do you suggest that you want to create and work their personal brand use? And once again, I think it all depends on what you're looking for. If you want to have like a personal brand and like full on being an influencer, that's one thing. Most people don't want that. And that's more than okay. We don't all need to be influencers. We can just have, you know, a really good LinkedIn presence or even an okay LinkedIn presence, just have a really good profile. And, you know, maybe on Facebook posts a couple of times, it all depends on who you are and what you need and how much time do you want to put into it. That, that makes sense. Um, um, but I, I, I see that you basically, if you, the way you are getting attracting clients and customers and, and, and people in general, right? They're coming to you because they're watching your, your content. So that's the, the beauty and, and, and what you could, the, the reward of creating content is that you don't have to go out and people come to you, right? Because they feel they know you in some ways, right? So it doesn't fit everybody to do, to, to do that, right? Um, so, so what are the other ways? You said there's content creators. You say you have your own profile. What other types of social brands can job seeker to do, for instance, to make himself visible? So I think that's a really, really good point that you, you said. And LinkedIn, you know, the, the way that I attract clients through my LinkedIn is really making content. I make short videos on LinkedIn, like one minute videos that talk about the, you know, the same things that I'm talking about on my YouTube channel. And they have a more business flavor to them, but that's the way I attract cli clients. On the other hand, people that don't have a personal brand and they don't want to attract clients, they just want to have like a good presence and maybe, you know, find a job or do something like that. So what I suggest is start interacting with other people, with other people's content. For example, if you um, comment on a really big influencers in the tech world uh, from a specific company that you want to work in and you're just like comment or something that is not just like, oh, that's a really great pose. Good for awesome. you. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I love it. <laughs> that sounds really fake and like who you are, like they don't, they don't know you. But if you like comment something smart or you comment an insight that gives value, the most amazing thing is that first of all, you can make a connection with this specific person and maybe send them a message afterwards and maybe like start a conversation, which is great. The other thing is that all the people in his company 
especially recruiters and people that have power to give you a job or to give you opportunities, they might look at the post. And when they see the post and, you, and they see, oh, somebody, somebody comment, oh, he, and on your title, it's like a junior web developer, for example. And they're like, oh, we're looking for a junior web developer. Let's go and see his profile. And that's the way opportunities, you can create opportunities on LinkedIn without actually making a lot of content. What I do suggest is that you make a little bit of content because when you know, this specific recruiter will go to your profile, they would like to see something there. Also, you're kind of like riding the wave of the other people, right? Creating visibility, not necessarily, but just interacting in a meaningful way, right? And, and, and adding some value to whatever they write. And you also actually, this influencer, you're giving him value, right? Because uh, he's writing a post out there and you're adding to him, basically. Um, so not only creating visibility, you're also creating him, getting him in value. Um, but I think that another thing that, that also is another benefit is that you say, the, recruit, the other recruiters will, will see you, will notice you, but they will notice your passion, right? Because I think a lot of recruiters, when they look at junior developers or junior sales or junior marketing and junior whatever, it's, it's, it seems like it's a flat playing field. Like everybody has a degree and, you know, some has a little bit higher grade, someone has a lower grade, but the ones to stand out might be the ones who are, you know, really passionate about this field, right? Um, so that's maybe just one way for you for you to show and stand out by showing that you are passionate about this, right? Yeah, exactly. I think, especially in the junior field, people are looking for people with a lot of passion that can learn really fast. That they want to learn. They want to develop. They have a, you know, a really big want to be better at what they do, and people like that mostly are interested and they're looking beyond you know just like you know finishing their their degree and that's it like they're they want they they explore they want to to understand deeply what they're talking about and they even interact with other people's content and i think it says a lot about you um, and on that topic i think making a project if you're a junior web developer junior anything just make a small project and like feature it on LinkedIn. It would give you a lot of benefits and it would give you an, an edge and other, other people in the same field. Definitely. Now that's a great advice, a great tip there. Um, so I think that we also um, talked a little bit about that in the past. Like uh, how important do you think is about setting a goal and how do you set a goal for what it, what it is you want to do? Um, just the importance of working focused and goal-oriented when you are young and you're building your career? I think setting a goal, it's not for everyone. How would I say it? I think it's very hard when you're young, especially in my generation, like setting a goal for like five years from now, like how the hell would I know where I'd be in five years from now? Mm. It's really hard even to see it. I think the older generation has a really clear vision you know, and how if like I do this degree, I would get this job and I would get a pension at 60 and my life is like set. It's not the situation in our days. So I think making, first of all, understanding where you want to go through your personal values and the things that move you. If you're a person that's always exploring, you know that maybe computers are like talking to you in some sort of ways or people or you're a people's person. And, and that's the way that you want to go. So put it like as a far goal, but not like a specific goal, not like I want to be in this company in this specific position. Like I want to do that. 
generally, and then start setting like short-term term goals. If you want to have like a LinkedIn presence, so set up a goal of like opening a LinkedIn presence. And then after you do that, like go on, like make three posts after you do three posts and then step by step by step by step, you're going towards your big goal, but it's like still a mystery. You know that you're going in the right direction, but you're not really sure what you're going to do. Okay. So, so sending a, okay. Sending a, Saying a goal long so but but again it's, it's as you said there's a step before that and that's clarifying a little bit of what who you are and what is you stand for and what you like um, and obviously it, it might be that software engineering is is where the money is and and this is where everybody's talking about but if you're just not that type who's uh, you know good with numbers or like numbers or like sitting in front of a screen all day it doesn't really matter how much money people make in software industry right you should, it's not you. Um, and you will probably not be good at it. So I think that that's a very important step that you uh, that you alluded to there. Um, exactly. I would also say that you know there is a really nice saying that you know you make plans and God laughs at you, um, and that's a really big thing. Like I've learned it a lot in my life. Like I had really really specific goals. Like I want to do exactly that. I want to be there at this time. I want to save this much money. And in the end. You know, opportunity comes, life comes, you you have like, you know, a flat tire that you need to fix and then everything of your savings needs to go there. You know, you have a really great opportunities with a new client that just came to you and said, I want to do a really big project right now. You don't know what life brings you. And that's the amazing thing about it. So I think like knowing who you are, knowing the way that you want to go and being open to the words, to the word is the best strategy I found uh, for success or, and like fulfillment more than success, I guess. And it's also like, how do you find your passion, right? How do you know what is, um, so there's, uh, there's, there's tests you can do online. You can maybe even answer like 50 questions and then they'll tell you a little bit about what they think. But is that, I mean, I remember when I was studying, I don't remember, I, I was like very, I don't know what I want to do. And I was very frustrated about that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the networking and how to, you know, um, the importance of that in, in a career. What do you think about that? What, what is the, it, it's important to create relationship and networks and stuff like that, but how important is it to create a career and to build a career? Um, I think it's like the most important thing ever, like, especially in, in these days when, when, you know, the CV, like times when you were just like, put your CV and like people would look at what degree you did and they were like, you know, everything was like really about the data. And today it's not like that at all. In my experience, I think it's more about the people you know and how to get your foot in the door. And more than that, in it's like who you are, what's your presence, what's your values. And I don't say that like having a degree, it's not important. People would not look at it, but if you have enough passion and if you have enough skills and you can show them in the right way and you know the right people, it could be way more valuable than doing like a degree in computer science. And why do you think that is? Mm, I think people are just more open. You know, people look at people as people, more as people and not as numbers. And in the end, I think the high-tech field, for example, is very fast. Everything is changing very fast. And the thing that is most valuable are people. Like if you have the right people in your company, people that are dedicated, people that have passion, people that want to learn more, 
you can do anything with them. And they have like the budget to, you know, certify them towards the specific position that they need to be in. But if you have people that have like the right, you know, CV, like they look good on CV, but they're not really interactive and they're not really working with, you know, the company's DNA, it's just not, it's not, it's not enough. Hmm. And, um, how do you how do you suggest that people then expand their social circle? So let's say you know you are a junior, you're coming out, you have a degree, you have a passion for your things, but you don't really have the connections. Then how do you expand and build those the right connections? First of all, open a LinkedIn account. Like I can't say that enough, and I say it all the time. And people are oh, people are like oh, you say it all the time. Stop saying that. Like we understood opening a LinkedIn account, but like my friends don't have a LinkedIn account. And, I, and it's like mind blowing for me. Like, why don't you open an account? It's, it's not that hard. And it's gonna give you a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of advantage, like in three years from now. So just do it afterwards. And if you're already after your first degree, and there are a lot of like hackathons that it's like a really, a thing that I did in the past and I really liked it. It's like, um, like in a competition, like 24 hours that you like develop a product and you work with people from all around, uh, mostly your area, it depends. And sometimes from all around the world and you can find really great people with really great aspirations there. And yeah, so those are the two main things. Also like uh, meetups uh, of like a specific field. Like if you're in the high tech field, there are a lot of meetups that you can go, it's free and you can meet really a lot of people there. And also try like the friend of a friend strategy. It's also a really nice strategy. Just going to friends saying, oh, I want to do X, Y, and Z. I have a project that I want to develop. I'm looking for someone that would help me do something and just ask. Most of the time you would find that there are a lot of people in your area and in the close circles to you that can really be beneficial. So start with that. Start with the lower, lowest having hanging trees uh, or fruits. You say in, in the trees. So your friends, of your friends, who do they know? Um, do you think that it's yeah, really just, just like start saying yes and always say yes? I I truly believe in that. Like know your limits. Know your the you know if you can do a specific project in like I know development project that you're not qualified enough to do, don't take it. But mostly just say yes to to opportunities. And you would say it's like crazy. When you start saying yes to things and being open into it, just more opportunities just keep on coming. So um, what do you think about Generation Z? What characterizes uh, your generation in terms of um, creating connections and building networks and building you know, these things? Do you feel that, it's that there's a lot of awareness about it? In, in, or First of all, I, I truly love my generation. Like I think it's the best generation yet. <laughs> Every generation said it, but our generation is the best. Like we think fast, we think on our feet. We have no loyalty to no one <laughs> but ourselves. <laughs> and we love it. And we are very, very, very talented. But once you you give us real value and once you give us like a purpose and once you show your true colors, we can be the best workers you ever had. Once you make us feel meaningful. So that's on my generation. About building networks, um, I think people are doing it like intuitively, but they're not really working on it because we're very, we, we post all the time. Like our, my generation grew into social media. 
So they post about their life all the time, but they don't really understand how to do it like properly towards making connections in the business world. There is like this gap of like being on social media that is like one thing and like being on social media to get a job, to, to develop yourself and develop your career. That's a whole different thing. So I do think it's like a thing that should be talked more about, especially in Israel. Uh, but generally, I love your generation. <laughs> <laughs> good. It's a good thing. That, you know, like, a company makes you feel, your generation feel meaningful, then you will also show loyalty to them. So how can a company sh- give um, the feeling of loyal, of meaningfulness? Is it uh, creating development, like opportunities for self-development in the organization? Like what, what kind of, what should a company that wants to attract uh, your generation, keep your generation, and not having you, again, move from company to company, move away again to another company. Like I tell you all my secrets and, how, and what I do with my clients. I love that. Okay, so you don't, have, you don't have to. Just... No, 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 no. I would love sharing. And I think, first of all, like as a personal brand, you need to know who you are as an employer. You need to know what, what you're good at, why people came to your company. Do you have a vision? Do you have a clear vision? Do people come to your company because they want to be a part of something big or they just want to get a job and like have the, the specific, you know, treats and benefits of it? And of course, sometimes it's a mix of the both, but, but you need to understand what's your value proposition to your workers and what you can give them. Can you give them like bonuses? Can you give them like, I don't know, more to be more like an entrepreneur in in your company you need to know what your limitations after you know what you can give and what you can't give and what you know what's your um resources you start looking at your workers and like simply ask asking them what they want sometimes you would not get an answer but you but like just simply asking like what can make your day better where, what do you feel? And I think a lot of um, companies do, do that with like team leaders that talk to their employee, to the employees all the time. And once you get the hang of it, like you understand what your workers want and you understand what you have, you find the perfect connection between them. And I do believe that like giving money away, it's not the solution. I think people are looking for meaning and they're looking to develop something on their own and like ex- and develop them themselves. So I think like giving courses, like giving LinkedIn, for example, like LinkedIn and giving like a LinkedIn lecture on how they can develop their profile and giving like a workshop and like making them feel like they're meaningful. Like they're not just like a screw in the part of like a really big company that people know your name, that you can like choose your title there are a lot of small things that can make a big difference. So, okay. So you say that, you know, money is not what is motivating this, your generation in many ways, or just, it's not only about the salary. It's also about having a meaningful work. And uh, so that's, that, that's interesting because, you know, like companies that are tech companies, they're, they're here to make money and to create stuff and, and succeed. And, you know, it's nice to have something that's like, you know, the feeling of corporate social responsibility, but, you know, bottom line, how much money is this company going to, is it profitable or not? That's the most important thing. That's how I, I remember I felt it. So apparently something has changed. May, the companies are changing here in Israel. A lot of things are like the last maybe five years um, that there's a more emphasis on that. And specifically, you think that is also to attract great young generation, the, the, the young generation of Generation Z? 
I'm not saying just to make myself clear. I'm not being clear enough. Yeah. Uh, I say that to my generation, money is very important. They want to have a really high like lifestyle, and they want to have the, the ability to but buy whatever. But yeah, it's but it's not enough. Yeah. At, at some specific point, it's just like it's like you're numb to it. Like after you get a really, really, really good salary, like yeah, okay, I, like I don't know, a thousand more, two thousand more. It's not what's gonna make you stay at a specific company. It's not what it's gonna make you choose a specific company over another. And after, and like you know, when we talk about like uh, going into the high tech industry, we, we talk about talents. Those talents know that they can get a really good salary anywhere. So we need to have that X factor, like they have the X factor that they, that's why you want them to come to your company. You as a company need to have an X factor. Um, and that's like the, the, the vision. And that's like the opportunity to grow. And that's the opportunity to not just be like a developer, to be a team leader, to be an individual contributor. Like once you do that and you just change a title, for example, if you just like make give them a little bit more more responsibility or make them feel like they have like a specific and more meaningful role in the company that's what would make them come cool amazing that's interesting but i think our, our time is over let me see um we've been at it for, oh, for a long time we got a yeah. lot of golden nuggets from from here about <laughs> branding networking finding your passion um how companies should should what companies should do to attract generation z and all these things so there's a lot more and of course if people want to hear more and get more learn more about what you have to say so your youtube channel is obviously an amazing source um <laughs> it is in Hebrew though but i do really recommend it if you want to like work on your hebrew and also like uh, hear really great content so go there Amazing. Yeah, that was really good. That was perfect. <laughs> great, great. Great having you today. And you have one uh, last advice for, let's say, for, for Olim, who was coming here to Israel. Um, you have great advice for them to, to adapt to the Israeli lifestyle. Just have no shame and have really great passion and ask for help. I think that's a really big, big thing in Israel. People are really willing to help you if you just ask. So do that. That's, uh, that's an amazing advice. That's advice I, I, I've been telling. And it's one of the best advice you can ever give, Ulim, uh, because it's something that if you just take that advice and just ask and ask as much as possible, Israelis are really willing to help. And they, they don't see it as any competitive anyways. In that way, it's really is a, a unique culture here in Israel. Um, how is it from, for, for young Israelis? Do they, are, they, are they shy about asking out and reaching out to people who are, let's say, you're a junior marketer and you, wanna, you want advice from someone who's a good senior marketer or a senior developer? Is it, is, do they do that? Um, I think not enough. And if they do, sometimes they don't really understand the limits of like, how to ask and how to have like, the presence that we talk about in, in like you know, 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, because once you just ask and you don't have a profile, don't, people don't know who you are, people are not really willing to help you. So once you really like have a really clear message on, on what you want to say and you have a really good presence, then they're willing to help you very fast. Amazing. Great, Paz. Thanks a lot. And uh, yeah.
100,000 YouTube uh, uh, viewers and counting. Next time we're going to talk in a half, half a year, it's probably going to go over a million, probably, right? Oh, amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Great. Thanks for being here.